Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I am your host Sawyer as always, and today we are finishing our theme of Atomic Age movies, and I honestly couldn't think of a more fitting film to end it with. That film, of course, is Threads from 1984, a British TV movie produced by the BBC, and honestly, even though it's a TV movie, it is truly a incredible, fantastic film that is also, I'm just going to say it, I think this is the scariest film I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever been more terrified in my life from a film than this movie. I'm not talking jump scares. I'm not talking monsters, besides maybe humans. I'm talking the primordial existential terror of what nuclear war could bring. And there's a lot of media out there that takes place in a post-apocalyptic land, Mad Max, uh, the Fallout games. You've got the Viggo Mortensen movie, The Road. I mean, there's a million post-apocalyptic films and about half of the post-apocalyptic movies is a post-nuclear wasteland. And while those movies can certainly be very serious and show just how hellish existence would be if society crumbled in a post-apocalyptic sense, this film takes us step by step in a very realistic way what it would be like for normal life to slowly turn into nuclear war and then what would life be like afterwards in a very realistic thought out way the movie almost feels like a documentary which is what's so scary about it it is it treats everything like it's real or it honestly treats it closer to say like a psa it's like a public service announcement for and the ramifications of what that kind of geopolitical action would be and i was honestly floored by the effects of this film and maybe even humbled would be a better way to put it as we'll get into later, because let's talk about the actual plot so that you guys have a little bit more of a context, because while I think this movie is very well received and probably within the UK is a very famous film, I don't think a lot of people have probably seen this. So let's get into it. The movie starts out with two characters, Ruth and Jimmy, who are this young couple in their early 20s probably, who have an unexpected pregnancy. And they're like this working class family from Sheffield. The whole movie takes place in Sheffield. And their parents are not super thrilled about this. One of the parents is a little more well off than the others. So I think that there's some subtle tension there. But Ruth and Jimmy are actually very excited to start their new life and there's lots of little fun little details like Jimmy's really into birds and he has an aviary and uh, they they buy this house or this apartment that they're going to renovate and they're generally very excited to start the new life and create a new family. Um, I think that the quote unquote melodrama of this movie, even if this was just a drama and not what it ends up being, I would have been satisfied. I mean, they really are trying to show you real problems that real people are having, especially at that time period. And Ruth and Jimmy's optimism for their future is endearing. And in general, almost everything in the movie is made to feel real. I think that there's a certain realism that is very palpable where 
I mean, down to all the side characters, the background things that are happening. I mean, this really feels like a slice of life film that just happens to take place during a time of horrible Armageddon. But that's the point, because in reality, if the bombs were to drop, it would there would be plenty. There would be millions of people just like this that are going through normal life struggles that are just trying to make it in this world. And, you know, the last thing they need is uh, a massive nuclear holocaust. So anyway, I'm getting putting the cart before the horse. So while all this stuff is going on, while these this drama is unfolding in the background on the radio, on the TV, you're starting to hear about the U.S. and Russia slowly getting into a heated conflict over Iran and Iran's, of course, bountiful natural resources. So at first, for like the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, when you're hearing these things in the background, all the characters in Sheffield, all the main characters in the movie, don't seem to really be paying too much attention to it. They're kind of just living their life because it's not happening here. What does it have to do with us? But as the conflict grows hotter and the war turns between a cold war and a hot war, American troops land in Iran to defend a certain position that starts getting people's ears to perk up. And then Russia uses a tactical nuke in the battlefield in Iran. And then people are really swiveling and turning towards the TV to pay attention. Suddenly the possibility for the UK to be involved or to be a potential target for the Russians becomes a very big possibility. And the local governments start to organize and get emergency things in order. People start making a run on the groceries. And then we've got, you know, COVID levels instead of toilet paper. It's everything. Everyone's stocking up on all their food, but they can't get enough. And the stores are all marking up all the prices and everyone's rushing to get out. And the more things get escalated, the more panic and it ensues. You've got protests in the street against atomic war because they're starting to realize that this is actually going to happen possibly and we don't want this. There is so much chaos. And in the middle of it, Ruth and Jimmy are just trying to live. Their parents are just trying to deal with it. Some of them are making preparations. Ruth is kind of going into a catatonic state where she's, she's pregnant. She's going to try to bring this baby into this world and yet the world is possibly being destroyed jimmy's trying to still work hard so that he can provide for her i think on some level while he's worried he's just trying to push through um i mean everyone is just trying to do the best they can under these terrifying circumstances and and as the movie is mounting up step by step there it's kind of done in a documentary style so they have dates that come into transition between scenes you know May 12th 1983 and they'll stop to to tell you the specific resources that Sheffield has and what their industries are i mean it's really trying to break this down nuts and bolts style of what are the pieces that are involved and what are the pieces that are at stake the population, so that the audience gets this real sense of mounting pressure and also a real sense of what is at stake. And for I know for me personally, my chest is just getting tighter and tighter. My gut is starting to drop as this chaos is, is being created and is mounting over every scene. Every minute that goes by, the tension is growing larger. 
And then there's one scene where Jimmy is just loading wood because he works with like wood cutting and stuff like that. He's loading wood onto the back of a truck. And all of a sudden, that big, bright flash of light, like in Oppenheimer, if you've seen it, it shows it when they're doing the Trinity testing. The first thing that comes out is that blinding light that will like even sunburn people. Uh, and you know it's happening. And then that's when the storm comes in. Everything's getting blown away. All the windows are smashing out. All And it, and it shows you too in that documentary style. It's saying like power lines are down. All electricity gets cut off. No phone lines. Like it's telling you what is the effects of this. And this is just a bomb that drops outside of town. And you see the plume from outside of town. And it is just devastating. That's when the chaos it just hits a just a fever pitch. Jimmy's parents are trying to barricade them in, in their in their room. They're trying to get as much protection as possible. And then in the middle of even that climactic chaos, boom, the actual bomb drops right on top of Sheffield, and things go crazy. Now, I'm going to stop right there because, I mean, I've just told you the first half of the movie, but you really got to watch the whole thing. I mean, it's an experience. And honestly, I know that probably a lot of people won't watch it, so I don't mind going to that point. And that's really the hook of the film, too, as well. So I'll let you finish the rest of the movie, but I will say that's about halfway into the movie. So they do follow up what would happen if the bomb is dropped. And I will say, after that final bomb is dropped... And all hell is let loose. I was, as I said earlier, humbled. I was brought to tears because of just how realistically they show the devastation that this kind of weaponry causes. And because they did such a good job at creating an emotional connection to Jimmy and Ruth and his parents and everybody to see them in this kind of destruction is like seeing your aunts or your uncle or your grandparents dealing with something that no one should ever have to deal with. And I was brought to tears and I was just sitting there thinking like, man, like, could you imagine this happening? And then I realized like a dumb American that I am. Oh yeah, this did happen twice in Japan and it made me feel weirdly guilty you know i mean i'm an american we dropped the bomb on japan i know i didn't do it but at the same time there is like a not glorification but we do a lot of justifying our actions with that i think especially growing up in the school system and learning about nagasaki and hiroshima and learning that you know the narratives of things like we had to do it or they wouldn't give up and the idea that it saved lives or that somehow by dropping the bomb on people we would show that this should never happen so it would end all wars which of course we know in hindsight it did not end all wars but if you read descriptions of what it was like for the people at Hiroshima and Nagasaki it's not too far off from the things that you're seeing in this film and the imagery in threads is haunting it's harrowing it will really shake you to your core 
And while I feel like most people just really don't want to obviously feel that or willingly watch a movie that will make you feel that way. And in general, I would normally agree. But I honestly feel that this movie is truly important to humankind. I feel like this is a movie that needs to be shown and people need to see for them to get context of what it actually means when we inch closer to something like nuclear war or what it meant to actually do this to the people of Japan. Because in that case, just like in this fictional one, there were people that were just living their lives. They were people that were struggling. There were people that were doing well. They were people that were probably having the best day of their lives. And then, boom, it's all gone. And not just gone, but it's gone in a way that is unlike anything that, unless you experience it for yourselves, we just really cannot imagine the type of pain and suffering that nuclear bombs cause so yeah this film is important to show the kind of context i mean you can transfer the pain and suffering in this film this realistic step-by-step process of nuclear annihilation in order to get some context on what we did to japan and honestly i feel like every world leader of a nuclear power should have to be forced to watch this film once a year so that they can really understand the type of suffering that their nuclear arsenals have the ability of doling out. And I really think that's why this film is important because it shows you the humanity of nuclear war. Because I think part of it too is we are just like them. I mean, it's very, this is very possible. Like I talked about last week, Putin has already threatened nuclear bombs. We have North Korea to deal with. We are in another Cold War with Russia. It's just the way it is. And so the possibilities that are in this 1984 film is the same type of possibilities that we technically have now. And we shouldn't take for granted the fact that nuclear war hasn't happened yet. Now, caveat to that is what can us as you know, normal people do about it. Not too much, obviously, but I feel like it is important for us to have perspective on what it means to go into nuclear war. And I liked the Oppenheimer movie just as much as the next person. Obviously, I gave it a 9 out of 10, but I do think that this movie is almost a perfect companion piece because it shows what Oppenheimer's creation truly has the capability of doing and of course that movie does play into that a little bit but a lot of it is very conceptual a lot of it is kind of staring into the screen going oh my god have I just destroyed the world and then Threads is like this is what it would look like if you did destroy the world and of course this is a western version of this Threads is showing What would happen if a Western country was to have nukes dropped on it when we know that an Eastern country has had it happen in real life? So I would recommend maybe watching a movie called Black Rain from 1989. Uh, I personally have not seen it. I was thinking about doing it for this week, but it just this film seemed to fit a little bit better for my theme. But now that I've watched it, I feel like Black Rain could have been just as good because I feel like that is also the other side of the coin from the Oppenheimer movie, Black Rain being a movie about the aftermath of Hiroshima and Black Rain being the rain mixed with soot and radiation that came down from the sky after the bomb dropped, creating uh, 
the color black in the rain. So if you watch Threads and for some reason you can't get enough of all the nuclear devastation or in a more realistic way, you might just be even more curious about the ramifications of what we have done in real life, then I would recommend watching Black Rain. I know that it is highly rated and it's based off of a novel as well. But yeah, so to actually give a rating to Threads, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I know that's crazy. I've given three nines in this theme, but I think all of them kind of equal to that rating in their own ways. Oppenheimer with the master crafting of the film, the cinematography, the way that it adapts history into a movie. And then you've got uh, Dr. Strangelove, which is uh, one of the most intelligently written comedies of all time that also speaks to an ever-present fear of nuclear war that we hold with us to this day in this entire atomic generation that we've had since the 40s. And then, of course, this movie is so masterful because of its ability to show us step-by-step what it's like, and it's just pure impact of nuclear war and also uh, for a TV movie despite having some low picture quality really providing some emotional resonance within its characters which really helps which really helps drive home its message and just one last warning the second half of this film is one of the bleakest things I've ever seen and I probably won't ever watch this movie again because of it but I am truly appreciative that I did watch it I will say that but it's not going to be for everyone and I just want to warn you that if you start this movie get ready to see some things that are going to shock you and also give you some perspective on what life would actually be like if society crumbled due to nuclear war okay so we've done it we're done with atomic age movies we're gonna put it in the past I recommend all three, nine out of tens across the board. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again, but I feel like it's particularly appropriate for these three movies. Next week, we are beginning into a new theme of time thrillers. We're going to have a little bit more fun, maybe, talking about movies that I think two of the three are going to have time loops in them. So it's going to be like time loop movies, which are fun. And then the third one is going to be one that I'm very excited for, but we'll just have to learn about that later. So I hope you guys have a great week uh, and then tune in next week and I'll see you next Friday.